0: Joining us right now with the bigger picture is Kevin Gordon of Charles Schwab. Every Monday, he joins us to give us his strategy and outlook and analysis. It's nice to see you on this Monday. Thanks for being here. Morning. You always kick it off in such a great way. I mean, what are you watching most closely this week today?
1: Well, I think uh, for this week, probably the inflation report. We get CPI yeah. on Thursday. So that's going to be really crucial. Um, not only because, I don't want to say that the jobs report wasn't, you know, that much of a matter to the Fed, but I think that given employment is probably largely, uh, you know, alleviated for them in terms of the mandate, they're probably going to shift a lot more to inflation as they have. So just figuring out not only is the core and rate has coming been down.
0: number one. I mean, those Absolutely. are basically their yeah. two jobs, well, right? Inflation and jobs. In inflation.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're going to try to see how much of the trends are starting to because we know that the mechanical peak in year-over-year year is probably behind mm-hmm. us. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's becoming more of the consensus view, but now it's just figuring out uh, you know, how much of the trend is actually softening, not only in the core measure, but also in headline uh, with energy and food, because that's weighing a lot on consumers, especially when you move down the income and the wealth spectrum. So I think that's going to be key, but also just this constant sharing we still have under the surface in the market um, from a market perspective. I think that dissecting any rallies that we have moving forward, um, and we just had our mid-year outlook out last week, and we still think that a lot of these rallies are probably going to be counter-trend, bear market in nature. Uh, but you know, to the extent we get some good leadership, high quality, durable stuff, um, I think that could be, you know, somewhat indicative of at least some near-term strength. So I'd be looking for all of that.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. I think most of the rallies, I mean, it's been very Evident, right, people are selling into the rallies. We yeah. just can't hold a rally yeah. for a couple of weeks in a row, or even days in a row. Yeah. It's very hard to do so. There's this sell mentality. And so, um, at, at a party on Saturday, everybody was talking about the market because they just can't believe it. Well, they, they somehow don't remember prior, they only remember 2009 straight up to now. Yeah. And um, but the truth is, what is the catalyst to propel this in? I I believe one day it goes to new highs. It's just what is the catalyst to move it forward? There's so many more headwinds at this point than anything else, right? And I
1: think we need to also think about shifting the view from, you know, viewing the binary outcome as stocks move a lot lower, stocks move a lot higher. I don't think that there's any rule to say that we can't just tread water and move sideways for a while. I mean, when you look at some of the, you know, the underpinnings that we had last year, we don't have them anymore. Uh, We don't have that really strong earnings boom. You know, upward revisions have faded for almost all of the sectors except for three of them. So you don't have as much of a kick or a lift from the fundamental aspect. And also the monetary and fiscal liquidity tides have come in. So you just have to think about the headwinds that we're working with.
0: And you know what else I was thinking about, right? So you have inflation, you're going to have rising rates, you have companies that may not do as well if consumers aren't spending, others that are doing well, but um, there's just no clear reason to say, hey, I think it's going to be great going forward. But going another issue that I was watching is IPOs. There really just has been a drying up of IPOs. I mean, after the pandemic, there were all these SPACs. It became so exciting, you know. They were sort of pent up demand, and now, where are they? Yeah. What are they waiting for?
1: Well, that's part. Of, I mean, the I think that is probably emblematic and the epitome of the yeah. liquidity tide coming back in is that you you have IPO activity coming back down when interest rates start to move up when you get into the latter parts of the cycle, and you know when you were mentioning SPACs, those became over half of the IPO market in terms of market right. value at one point, you know, in the cycle last year. But they started to implode last February, March, and really haven't seen any activity since then. And in fact, you've seen some deals come apart in the process, so haven't even made it to that stage of launching and going public. And I think that's, you know, it's emblematic not only of the speculative trade, collapsing along with companies that have no earnings and heavily shorted stocks and the list goes on from there But I think it is this willingness to kind of take a step back and see and assess What's going to do well in this market environment in this economic environment? It's just not those areas in the market
0: and I know you work very closely with our own Liz and Saunders and you put She published the uh, the last week the mid-year outlook that I know you're working on as well and so as you look at what might work you said high quality seems to be working because people keep asking, what do I do?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely anything with a quality wrapper. And, and this is where you know, our view on the sector versus factor relationship uh, comes into play because we still have a neutralized call across all sectors. We've, we've had that for now, a yeah. month or yeah. two. But from a factor perspective, you can look for anything with a quality wrapper on it. High dividend yield, high earnings yield, high earnings relative to enterprise value. Anything with that uh, has, has given you consistent leadership and outperformance over the past year, over the past six months, even year to date with some of these counter trend rallies that we've had. In those rallies, even though the speculative parts and the, and the low-quality parts have been leading them sharply higher, they've fallen and rolled right back over. I mean, yeah. you, you sort of jump yeah. right back into those high-quality areas in the market. That's where you've been getting consistent leadership.
0: You know, I thought it was important to start this conversation with a look forward, right? And we were talking about inflation reports and what to look for now. But I think the element of what we saw in the jobs report last month, right, is likely to slow, right? Likely to see job hirings. In fact, you're seeing freezes and layoffs, as you noted. And it's it's something that has become evident. Even President Biden said he he expects it.
1: Yeah, and that's the tough part with a a solid report that we got last week. And in my view, probably as good as it gets from the Fed's perspective. You know, unchanged unemployment rate, a pickup in labor force participation, a little bit of an easing in wage growth. Nothing too dismal, but nothing too hot. But then, yeah, when you start to look at some of the leading indicators, the job cut announcements, the layoff announcements, some of the rescinded offers that we have been seeing in the back half of May, which was not captured in the, the data capture period yeah. for the May jobs report. Yeah. So now it kind of puts June on a little bit of an uneven footing, we'll have to see what the rest of the month which looks like. Which feels like, like the whole year. Exactly. Um, yeah. You
0: know, how would you compare now to the financial crisis? Is there anything sort of similar or different that just jumps out at you?
1: Well, I mean, I think the I mean, because as I
0: start talking about layoffs, that's, why, right. that's what made me think of it, because I stood here on the floor of the stock exchange yep. every single day and I would say, oh, Caterpillar is laying off, and this one's laying off, and that it just started day after day. I well, announced with layoffs. Well, the
1: natural labor cycle of layoffs coming first, then jobless claims, then payroll growth, you know, being stunted, and then eventual, you know, unemployment. I think that will hold probably in any recession. Right. But I think the nature of if we're in one or if we're going into one, um, a recession, I, the nature of it is probably extremely different than yes. 2008 from a subprime housing bubble perspective. But interestingly, when you look at home price growth and what we've been seeing in the housing market, purely from a price perspective, not as much from a supply perspective, that is somewhat emblematic of what we, what we had in the yeah. you know, lead up into 07. Uh, but I would say that there is a, there's a pretty market contrast between now and the financial crisis.
0: It's so great to see you. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. It's a pleasure having you on always. Thanks for being here, kicking off our week. Always giving us a good look.